section two of the rover volume one number twenty two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the rover volume one number twenty two edited by seba smith and lawrence labrie section two life on the gulf of mexico by e k sketches one and two sketch one the commission merchant mamma give me a ribbon give me a ribbon exclaimed my black-eyed one as she bounded into the room here comes lorenzo with the patco give us all one to tie round its neck was the request of the eldest of my little flock and let us write our names upon them the ladies do so and why should not we well my dears and where is lorenzo here he is mamma and pray give us some handsome pieces of ribbon lorenzo albeit as unsightly an object as could well be selected was no unimportant character in the spanish town of pensacola imagine to yourself a negro lad of seventeen or eighteen small in size but muscular with a visage but one degree removed from absolute ugliness protruding lips which when he smiled and this was almost continually for it was part of his trade rolled themselves back to their extreme limits exhibiting an irregular row of ivories one in front entirely wanting lost probably in a fight he was an eminent pugilist added to his other accomplishments eyes that enjoyed the same pastime as his lips that of rolling about to the extreme of their orbits but which when engaged in his profession displayed great intelligence lorenzo was an itinerant merchant not a peddler by any manner of means but a regular commission merchant madame g his principal within a day or two after an arrival from our southern metropolis the most conspicuous object in town was lorenzo attired as to neither garments as usual that is to say a pair of coarse linen or old cloth trousers cotton shirt suspenders or not as it happened barefoot but not as on ordinary days bareheaded nature had covered his cranium not with wool but knots or burrs resolutely determined to have their way as well as lips and eyes and therefore to be peculiar and perverse instead of growing with his growth had strengthened with his strength and this was no trifle into the aforesaid knots gordian knots one might call them for no human card nor comb would ever disentangle them well upon these tufts rested a cushion of twisted straw wrapped round with any old cloth that came handiest as he was about to start on his mercantile tour and upon this shriek not patronesses of stuarts and patons an old drawer or an old basket whichever as i before said came handiest filled piled up so high with goods that a covering was necessary tucked in at the sides to prevent the upper tiers from falling off look at lorenzo with this immense height on his head untouched by his hands however for in one he flourishes a yardstick no not a yardstick either but a french l measure and in the other an apple an orange 
or perhaps holds it ready doubled up to cuff the first urchin black or white who may venture to crack a joke at his top-heavy appearance see now the contents of his basket displayed not on a counter but upon the bare cloth before mentioned which he has spread upon the floor or carpet of the house just entered fine linens splendid french embroideries silk in the finest of thread stockings silks satins laces jewellery rouge pearl powder pins needles and numberless other articles all of the finest and best occasionally a bandbox containing a perfect french hat and now the bargain and sale before leaving home his mistress has fixed her prices which he never varies for upon these he has his commission lorenzo knows well the taste of every lady in town and their means of paying he never credits if he did he would lose his percentage but he rarely leaves a house without selling something day after day he traverses the streets for he is never in a hurry and gradually the pile of goods diminishes to be renewed upon every fresh arrival this commission business is lorenzo's profession but like his brotherhood he dips in other things he is the mercury of the town many a note is exchanged besides bank-notes and of course our hero pockets the postage like many of his brotherhood in this department again for take him all in all lorenzo is quite a man of the world an accomplished man of the world he is a regular member of the town band performing either on the drum violin triangle or tambourine as occasion might offer upon these occasions a clean cotton shirt and trousers render his appearance rather more seemly with a huge bunch of palmetto leaves attached to the end of a rope rendered sufficiently heavy by having an old iron pot or fragment of stone bound firmly to it our hero might be seen at odd times astride of a chimney cleaning the different flues by dropping down this burden and hauling it up again cheering himself meanwhile with a song or a word to the passers-by upon extraordinary occasions like the one which ushered our hero to the acquaintance of our northern readers lorenzo was invariably called upon for the best of all reasons he knew every individual in town where the greatest abundance of ribbons were to be found the sine qua non upon the occasion to which we refer the bells who would be most conspicuous and those who were sure to be so whether they would or not all were expected to be contributors for this was no bargain and sale affair but the preparative to a scene of pleasure peculiar to the buoyant and blessed air and sunshine of the old spanish town from which this sketch is drawn sketch to the patgo for years after the first settlement of our country pastimes and festivals familiar to the emigrant in the land of his nativity were still continued in the land of his adoption these time-honoured pleasures are now entirely unknown in our northern and eastern states and but a faint remnant can be found at the far south preserved there probably from an inherent love of pleasure our southern brethren preferring to gather roses on the pathway of life the thorns thrust themselves into notice one of these festivals we propose sketching for the amusement of our readers the patgo itself is the figure of a bird carved out of a cypress knot a wood of almost impenetrable hardness selected on this very account as will be seen hereafter 
after being painted a dark color the bird is fastened on the top of a pole fifteen or twenty feet high it is then entrusted to the care of some one well known in town who goes from house to house soliciting a ribbon from every lady to tie round its neck the bird soon assumes a gay appearance flaunting in all the colors of the rainbow a day is next appointed for shooting the padgo a spot selected the pole fixed firmly in the ground and the gorgeous bird on its extremity is for the time the cynosure of every eye the town is nearly deserted every vehicle is put in requisition until the multitude gather at the appointed spot the male part of the assembly draws lots and according to their order take aim and fire at our figurehead almost every shot brings down a ribbon this is received with shouts of applause and the lady whose name is written on it is the partner of the successful marksman for the first dance occasionally upon a part of the bird falling the band strikes up a joyous air the firing is continued until the last remnant of the bird is brought down a triumphant shout rings through the forest a march is played by the village band and the victor seated in a chair is borne in procession round the circle of ladies in order that he may select one to share his honours the victor and the lady of his choice are now declared king and queen of the patgo the dance commences and the sovereigns of the house lead the graceful measure we will now imagine it the morning of the festival with the dawn's first light bright eyes are watching for indications of a bright and glorious day in this instance dreading no rivalry the deeper the blushes of aurora the more joyously is she hailed by the happy heart waiting her appearance from the grandmother to the infant at the breast all are in a state of preparation gay dresses are donned the neat slippers fitted to the foot the mantilla gracefully arranged and fan in hand the spanish lady's toilette is complete after an early breakfast the vehicles make their appearance before one or two doors might be seen a barouche a regular carriage our town could not boast a stage-coach perambulated slowly from door to door until its inmates veto further admission but the majority of the ladies and children were conveyed to the oaks the sacred grove of the patgo in the three horse drays of the country this mode of harnessing three horses to a dray is another peculiarity of pensacola the odd fellow is hitched to one side we presume for the purpose of encouraging his partners to pull to all intents and purposes he is the silent partner of the concern for work he does not after sweeping out these carts a crumb cloth or a quilt is spread and the female portion of the community seat themselves the males are expected to go on foot or ride double as it happens long before the multitude assemble the preparations at the oaks have been completed tables spread fires kindled at convenient spots for cooking wines and liquors immersed in tubs of cold spring water the cooks with clean aprons and sleeves rolled up to the shoulder making demonstration of what is to follow mine host of the pensacola hotel superintending all things and at these things he is au fait for he is a creole and pride spurs him on to action would our limits permit almost every individual in this sketch could be filled out into a character as it is we will but touch lightly it is the fourth of july and the thunder of cannon from the ships of war in port announce the anniversary of a nation's birth 
flags are flying from every masthead and everything animate and inanimate seems beside itself with joy when we on our way drive ahead of those drays the dust will suffocate us missus i does beat the old mules and um won't go any faster ladies pray dismount and take a seat in my carriage you will avoid the dust and be at your journey's end in half the time here we are how delightful the shade beneath these live oaks and how gay the scene the firing has already commenced and by the shouts and music a large knot of ribbons must have fallen pistol gun and rifle are fired in quick succession this ribbon binds you to be my partner for the first dance fair lady said a son of the ocean to a dark-eyed creole who nothing loath assisted in tying it in his buttonhole and this makes you mine for a few brief moments scornful isadora said another of neptune's sons to the loveliest of that bevy of lovely ones unwillingly was the hand given but the rules of the festival were peremptory anxiously is that striped blue and white ribbon watched by miss spry the would-be young lady time had spiced her too highly with pepper and salt for the iron gray would appear in spite of the indian dye lavishly poured over her locks maliciously floated the blue and white ribbon in the air more coy than its owner not a shot would touch it i'm wrong it is down and esculapius has won it horror and dismay are depicted on his countenance where miss spry is his abomination courage doctor the dance will soon be over with a diabolical grimace the hand is offered and not accepted but seized the hated ribbon tied into such a knot on his breast and the doctor and miss spry are ready for the coming events it is your turn now judge a dignified and most benevolent-looking man steps forth fires and the last remnant of the padgo is at his feet a triumphant march peals forth and our friend seated in a chair is elevated on the shoulders of his courtiers for the time a splendid bouquet is handed him to be presented to his queen-elect quickly is the circle formed and three times round it is borne the victor he alights the fragrant offering is made and amid smiles and blushes the queen of the revel is led to the dance a temporary flooring has been laid the canvas roof decked with garlands and flowers completing the rustic appearance of the ballroom dinner is soon announced and the revel is now at its height lavishly as the board is spread the demands upon it are as great behind the ladies who are seated at the table officiate their attentive partners and behind these again are dodging about the sable nurses of the younger children well-filled plates are disappearing in the numerous tents scattered through the trees and the laughter and merriment give demonstration of the satisfaction reigning within the day wanes matrons take their departure the light-hearted and happy still tripped on light fantastic toe but with the setting sun a farewell is sighed to the brave old oaks left towering aloft in the gathering twilight why steal these feeling of disquietude over us is it that fast coming events cast their shadows before is it that the king of terrors has stretched his arm over us and that although invisible his presence is felt in one month what gloom and desolation has darkened our firmament on a bright and glorious sabbath morning a short space after the festival of the patgo the mail from charleston arrived letters are open but why this horror and dismay the good the excellent the beloved of all hearts although comparatively a stranger among us is no more he whom so lately we beheld 
in the midst of his mimic court crowned with the love and respect of every individual of the community is now before the tribunal of the king of kings the steamer pulaski is lost and judge r is drowned was the announcement that for many a day saddened the hearts and checked the hopes of the inhabitants of pensacola end of section two